Holy. Be Holy is a broadcast ministry of believers dedicated to saving the souls of all men and women. We teach the words of God that people all over the world may hear the voice of God and obey Him. God doesn't want to show us His wrath or His anger. He just wants us to repent and be holy. And after one repents, he or she can be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, but certainly not before they repent. Listen, we really can't even discuss prayer until one repents. Yes, hell is making its way towards the unrepentant heart, but it is Be Holy's commandment and mission to warn everybody, not to control, to warn. The Word of God is spirit and it's life. That's why we take the Word of God seriously. We're not using shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We're not trying to trick anyone or change the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all those who are honest and live by truth. They know the truth. They realize that we are telling the truth. Listen, friend, we've been preaching and teaching for over 20 plus years and the Lord Jesus is satisfied with our efforts and we want to keep it that way. Next on Be Holy. The coming judgment day. Will you be ready? Be holy. All right, listen, we want to welcome everybody back to Be Holy. We're glad that you're with us on today. Today's a splendid day. We are getting ready for the winter storm of 2022. <laughs> everybody's talking about it. Everybody's on it. Everybody's talking about how the, the cold the, the cold winds are coming and the vortex is going to drop here and, and the snow is going to drop over there. Will you be ready for it? They're telling you. They're warning you now. Are you getting your salt? Are you getting your shovels? Do you have everything lined up? <laughs> Listen, the wonderful thing is this. As they warn you, they remind me of myself because that's all I'm doing. That's all the preachers are doing is warning you before the coming judgment. That's all they're doing. They're just warning you. That's all they're doing. And the point is for you to get ready. The point is for me to be ready. Even with me warning you, I have to make sure I am ready. Now, here's the question. Are you ready, though? Are you ready for this storm that's coming up? Are you ready for the judgment that's coming up later on? Well, we're going to read some, some passages today. Long before Jesus got here, it told you what he was going to do and how it was going to be. And it was asking, are you going to be ready? <laughs> ready to face him? You know, we're going to read about this here in about two seconds here in Malachi chapter three. Um, are you ready to meet with him? You know, he came once and they weren't ready to meet him. You get it. And so he's coming again. And all we're trying to do is get people ready to meet him. Now, we've had a chance to get ready. The question is, will you be ready? Or are you going to still continue to run and dance around? Like the Bible's not talking to you or like, like as if God is not talking to you. God's not warning you. He's warning everybody else but you. You can say what you want. Oh, that's the, the black man's religion. That's the white man's religion. That's this person's religion. They just, they just uh, get the Bible so that they don't have to deal with the real world. No, no. That's what everybody's going to have their own excuses. They have their own excuses, but when you come to face God, you will not have, listen, you're not going to have that opportunity to give excuses then. He's going to be looking for answers from you. And the sad thing is, he already knows what the answers are. And so if you try to fix yourself to lie, it's just going to look worse for you. Listen, he knows the answers now. And we try to fix ourselves to lie and skate around what he said. That's okay. 
The time is coming where you will not be able to withstand all that snow. You will not be able to withstand all that judgment that God has for us. Now, if you want to change, you can change. You can change your address right now. There's only two addresses, the hot place and the place with God. You have a choice. You can live in the hot place. You can live where God is. And it's up to you to change your address. A lot of us have already changed our addresses. Yeah, a lot of us have already changed those addresses. We're trying to be where God is. We're not trying to be uh, away from God. That's what, listen, that's what we should be trying to do is get closer to God. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God, right? If that is the case, then we should be trying to get closer to God. We don't let sin get in the way and keep us from, from getting close to God. We don't let uh, our own ideas, our own way get in the way uh, and block us from getting close to God. We have to get close to him. All right, verse number, let's see. Verse number one, Malachi chapter three. It talks about the coming day of judgment. Look, I am sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before who? Me. Hmm. Notice he didn't say, I'm sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before us. That's all I'm telling you. He said he will prepare the way before me. So God is going to send a messenger and he's going to prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. We're going to see him. So when that messenger comes first and then we're going to see the Lord that we're looking for to come into his temple. Now, he's not talking about actually um, necessarily a brick and mortar building. No, not brick and mortar. He's not talking about that. He's talking about his physical body. You know, because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? So the Holy Ghost lives in us just like it lived in him. The messenger of the covenant whom you look for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's hosts or heaven's armies. So the messenger of the covenant whom you are looking for eagerly, he is surely coming. Verse number two, uh, but who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to stand and face him when he appears? For he will be like a blazing fire that refines metal or like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. Verse number three, he will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross or the dirt or the grime. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver so that they may once again offer acceptable, acceptable, acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. So when the Lord comes, he's going to fix the Levites, the praisers, the believers, those who follow him, he's going to make it to where they give acceptable sacrifices. Like, like, you know, like even now, um, the more we, the, the closer we get to God, the better off we'll know more about God. Right. And so the more we know about him or the more he allows us to see, the better our praise and our sacrifices are to him. You kind of get it. The more we know about God, the more um, 
uh, the no, the donations that we give are better. The works that we do for the poor are better. The works we do for those who are sick is better. It's going to make our sacrifices better because he's here. So the closer we get to God, the better our sacrifices will be because he's teaching us how to be better in who we are. Verse number four. Then once more, the Lord will accept the offerings brought to him by the people of Judah and Jerusalem as he did in the past. Now, see, they're talking about a specific group of people here, but really, no, it's talking about all of us. It's talking about all, it's going to do that same thing. Whatever it's supposed to do for Jerusalem and Judah, right, is going to happen for us. Because we later found out that a lot of the, the people didn't accept him, you know, in Judah and Jerusalem. They didn't accept him, even though he was from them. He was their brother and also their God. <laughs> they just didn't accept him. That's fine. Because now there's another group of people that's been added to or have been engrafted into the Jews. Uh, it's us, all of us. We've been engrafted in those who believe is what I'm saying. I'm not talking about a certain culture or black people, green people, yellow people. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those who believe have been engrafted into the kingdom of God, into the children of God, into the family of God. And it says, once more, the Lord will accept the offerings brought to him by the people of Judah and Jerusalem, as he did in the past. You know, he's not talking about uh, blood sacrifices either. Hmm. Verse number five, listen to this. Here's the judgment. At that time, I will put you on trial. Wait a minute. God's going to put somebody on trial. <sighs> At that time, I will put you on trial. I am eager to witness against all sorcerers and adulterers and liars. Hmm. Sorcerers, adulterers, and liars. I will speak against those who cheat employees out of their wages, who oppress widows and orphans, or who deprive the foreigners living among you of justice. For these people do not fear me, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. And then it calls in here to this, which is what we've always seen. Verse number six, I am the Lord and I do not change. Hmm. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Well, see, they don't think they've ever gone away. But here's what God says. Verse number eight. Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. And then he starts giving examples. You've cheated me. But you ask, you know, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. Verse number nine, you're under a curse and the whole nation has been cheating me. Not just you, the whole nation has been cheating me. Verse number 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. So some people say, well, if God got all the money, why does he need the money for his temple? Why don't he just send the money? Well, he is sending the money 
through the people giving tithes and offerings. Now, they weren't always giving money. They were they were giving food and everything else. So sometimes when it was too far to, to travel with the food, they would sell the food and take the money and give it, give the money. You get what I'm saying? So if we're going to say we're waiting on God, understand that when he comes, he's going to demand answers. And the tithing was just one of them. But a lot of us, when God says, How, you, you robbed me from, uh, you don't give me the thanks for the things that I'm doing for you. It's me doing these things for you, but you give the thanks to someone else or you take the thanks for yourself. So you rob God of praise. Hmm. That's pretty tight. Hey, but when he gets here, make sure you got answers. That's why we go to church and talk about it. And if you don't have the answers, ask God. Thanks for listening to Be Holy with your host, Leonardo Butler. Our Be Holy podcast is at Podbean or contact us at beholy116 at gmail.com or 614-268-7757. Thanks for listening to Be Holy with your host, Leonardo Butler. And for your convenience, you can now text the word GIFT to 614-363-6133. Again, the word GIFT to 614-363-6133. And we thank you for your support. Be holy.